Hey everyone, uh, so today we have Ben, the president of Inactus of Loughborough with us. Um, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things today, but Ben, can you just do a quick introduction of yourself and Inactus? Hi, I'm a user-centered design student um, in second year. I run the society called Inactus, which builds social enterprises. We've got three projects going on at the moment. The first is building an accessible chopping board for our amputees. The second is tackling soft skills deficit in secondary school students. And the third is aiming to tackle mental health issues through personalised coaching. So obviously some really awesome projects going on there. Um, ben, where did you first hear about Enactus and why did you want to get involved? I first heard about it at the Freshers' Fair. I'd gone all the way around, twice by then I think, and then only then, on the way out, did I see the Enactus by the entrance. And I sort of went up to it, not sure what it was, um, wanting to do something enterprising and it still didn't quite understand where it was what it was until I went to the first meeting um, and ended up loving it. It was at the regional training day in mid-November that when everyone gathered around a massive bonfire at almost this PGL-like camp um, just sort of talking about anything and there was a real atmosphere that the people there could do anything they wanted with the resources and the networks that an actress lets you create. Obviously quite an inspiring, inspiring group to be a part of um, and lots of motivation you get from being surrounded by people like that. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the benefits of being at uni really isn't it, getting that network of, of people. This is where you get all the skills that mean that you can use your course to do social good. Were you then assigned to a project um, in your first year? Um, I built my own. It wasn't a very good project because I didn't really understand what was going on, but it was designed yeah. to tackle uh, lack of nutrition and um, the huge environmental impact of eating meat by providing cheap vegetarian recipe packs to students. Ah, okay. So what, why do you say it wasn't very good? Let's explore that. Okay. It, it wasn't very good because I didn't entirely analyse the need as much as we should have. So, okay, so it's a case of market research then? Not necessarily, yeah, yeah, market research and user research. Also the systems that surrounded it. So we realised that we couldn't get a kitchen because we needed insurance issues. We needed um, to go, we needed something very cheap, which didn't fit yeah. in our margins. So it, yeah. there were a couple of problems with the business plan and it wasn't successful. Do you think you might pick it up again in the future, um, but in a different kind of location or in a different form? Yeah, uh, we transitioned it into a bit of a recipe book idea this year. Something trying to yeah. use the really <laughs> actually quite skilled graphic students that we've had to produce a recipe book that was much easier to learn how to cook in these more sustainable ways than any other student-oriented book. It's a really good thing then, because obviously you've still got a similar problem of um, environment and how people are eating but you've obviously cut back the costs and you've attacked it from a different angle so that's really awesome um, so I think maybe that's that's where a lot of the time people will come up with an idea and if one way doesn't work they stop completely but obviously um, it's brilliant you've managed to turn that into something else how then would you say um, you progressed into getting the role of president what was your kind of pathway um, I owe a lot to the person who was um, project leading this project that I've been talking about. So I started it. Someone else came along halfway through, a year older, um, a lot more competence um, in, in, in these core managerial skills and really showed what it was like to be a leader. 
that gave me the confidence at NACU 2019 to um, go and seek out all of these opportunities. And by the time we were driving back, me, the old president, the new vice president, we were talking about all of these things. And we essentially built what the new structure of the society would look like in the next year in that car journey, or at least the barest foundations. Because NACU is the uh, student enterprise conference for anyone that doesn't doesn't know the one in 2020 was hosted in in London so um we obviously all went to that recently and again it's a big group of um students but from lots of different universities not just the host university so what what do you think stood out from that conference in 2019 that made you believe that you could um go for that leadership role there was a speaker who did uh, well right now he's building a online vc platform called uh, White Banana, I think. He built a business in university from the University of Kent in Canterbury, where the, you know, where the conference was hosted. Um, in his first to final year, just selling socks originally, then moving up to sell stash. And then by the time he was two or three years out of the university, he had four high street shops um, and then sold his share to be able to set up this venture capitalist organization. And it was just really inspiring that someone in our positions could do something like this it was possible it's always those small steps isn't it yeah. as well like groups like an actors you're being brought together with people who do believe that the long-term vision will be achieved okay let's uh refocus back to this year so obviously we're talking about three projects this year um not everyone will be aware of how an actors as a competition kind of works so can you briefly explain what happens with those projects and and how they're brought forward Every April, we have the big competition where 32 teams from across the country meet up in the Excel Centre in London and pitch what they've done to everyone else. It's usually got the same electric atmosphere that I was talking about from the training weekend, um, but on a grander scale. Unfortunately, that couldn't happen this year, but we've still got the regional competition, which happens in March, where, we've, where every university in the UK presents their projects. The aim of the competition is to have the most impact uh, to change people's lives the most and have the most positive. That's awesome. So again, you're, you're talking about like all these people being brought together, but obviously uh, recently we've had to ban big gatherings. So how are you feeling about um, nationals given that it's going to be remote? Like, how are you going to stand out doing an online um, kind of presentation? We've got the wonderful people at LSE Media um, giving us advice in actually a couple hours time on how we're going to get our yes. presentation to be um, best. Most people are going to be doing it by Zoom, um, which is an online video calling platform. I just installed that earlier, yeah. yeah. I quite like it actually, it's pretty good. I like how we're all, um, we're all downloading all these different like uh, <laughs> remote working tools to see which one's the best. But I'm probably going to end up using all of them at once and kind of like social media platforms. I'll be having different conversations with the same people. We're <laughs> um, talking about slightly different things. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Zoom platform, partly have, you can have like up to 100 people or something in one um, call. Kind wow. of. So that'll be quite good for your, um, for doing your presentation. Yeah, I'm interested. Because uh, I think that's, that's one of the things we're all struggling with at the moment is doing things productively while all adjusting to a new routine and not having as much face-to-face -face and body language as we normally would. So it'd be interesting to see how all the different Inactus teams 
try and convey their enthusiasm and inspiration when they can't all be in a group together. Yeah, that's true. I actually, last night, had someone text to our committee group chat and ask us to restart our committee meetings um, because she found them so, yeah. so useful. It motivated her to get everything else she needed to do, not just the enactor stuff, which I found really good, really nice, really pleasing. Yeah, because that's one of the difficulties at the moment is everyone's structure has been completely um, kind of changed. So something like a regular meeting slot could have been the backbone for um, a lot of other habits and routines that people had throughout the week. When you were um, obviously preparing for for regionals and nationals, you spend months and months preparing, don't you? So um, what was your kind of plan of attack? <laughs> to, to understand our plan of attack last year, we've got to understand the plan of attack um, no, sorry, to understand plan for this year, we've got to understand the plan of attack from last year, which was to work yes. all of the time as much as possible. And that just burnt us all out by mid-March. This year, trying to work a lot more productively in short, sharp bursts. So we ended up working three or four evenings a week um, for, for an hour to two. And we have the people who are good at creating lots and lots of content on one side, and then the people who are good at editing it into something that was good on the other. So, um, and it worked. We managed to produce a reasonably high quality script for regionals um, in probably 20% of the time it took us last year. It's tempting to be doing stuff all the time, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily achieving. Um, as much as you're spending time working, so that's that's really yeah, definitely. Cool. Would you say that you've you've become a better leader from this, or do you think it's been quite a steep learning curve from an actor or from the regionals? Um, in general, in I've general. definitely become a better leader from this. My my skill, my core leadership skill, has always been in being able to design things and being able to see the skills in other people, being able to coach or um, train people in skills that they need and see how everything fits together. What I didn't have was the, the real managerial skill that um, setting deadlines, creating actions, doing minutes, goals, targets, that all sort of went a little bit over my head as something far too detail oriented. Not for me, not necessary. I could think about the big picture and that was much more important, but no. And saying this is really important, but I don't have the skills to do this. So please can someone else take on this really important role? and learning to do it myself. And that's obviously a really important thing to be able to do because if someone else is better at something and they can achieve it in half the time you can, I mean, that means you can spend your time on the stuff that you're really good at. When you've been working on uh, the different projects over the last few months, what would you say uh, the biggest kind of barrier you've had to overcome with each? The biggest barrier that we've had to overcome with each of them? It has almost always been red tape because we might be doing something marvellously complicated though in practice we're often not or we might be doing something relatively simple but it's those little roadblocks that are almost molehills they're, they're tiny each on their own but you put a whole kilometre of them in front of you and suddenly you're walking a lot slower and when we've only got a year to do something it's uh it means that it feels like you don't get a lot done at all. Um, that's the biggest problem we're facing over all of the projects, um, that people join in first year are lead in second year and leave in third year to go on placement. 
means that everything that I've learned about how to how to lead, how to um, make stuff happen in the university, Rob, our next president, isn't going to have. And what I've been trying to do this year is, as I'm learning anything, teaching it on to the next committee and um, making sure that they know that they can come to any of us whenever they need, whenever they want, um, for any support. Generally, in the world of work as well, if someone gives two weeks notice and they go and start a new job without um, really giving their workplace much um, much notice, which obviously has to happen sometimes, um, but if someone new is coming into that role without really knowing um, what to do when you're starting something from scratch, whether it's happened before or not, if you haven't been told how to do it, it's a lot harder to uh, get that momentum, like you're saying about the red tape, because you don't know who to ask, what you want to, what you can do. Um, <laughs> becomes a whole kind of ordeal. But those um, experiences as well of navigating red tape will uh, stay with yeah. you, I promise. <laughs> uh, it's a very useful experience to have that as well. I'd say a lot of my um, work on my own business helped me a lot this year because I was a bit more um, used to navigating. Yeah. How, how's the band going this year? Well, bait balance is, uh, yeah, recently it's, it's picked up a little bit because um, I've had a bit of extra time where mm-hmm. stuck at home, not much else to do. Normally I'd be going out somewhere and all sorts, but because I couldn't, um, I worked on the recipes, I did a bit of spreadsheet work, um, and I've been looking at my timeline of how I'll relaunch. So it's, um, I think it's, it's ticking away quite nicely. And despite economic uncertainty, um, at least for my products, it's the sort of thing where low calorie, uh, high protein brownies that fill you up appeal to yeah. a lot of people who are stuck at home. So um, there's definitely a market for it. But then with the whole red tape thing, uh, <laughs> I need to now somehow find where I'm going to bake them, um, given that I can't get a premises inspected and I can't go and visit anyone. Oh, else. good point. <laughs> But it, it's it's a manageable hurdle because I could just uh, I could I could try and approach some of the cafes that have got less work now. Obviously, they need to sign a non-disclosure agreement with the recipe. But I could look to kind of outsource, and it would be a more attractive proposition to some places right now because there's yeah. nothing else to do. In every crisis, there's an opportunity. What opportunities have you spotted for Enactus in the future? Um, given all of for Enactus. Everyone is hunkering down right now, getting deadlines done when they're not quite sure what software they've got and what deadlines they've actually got to complete. Um, so Max is taking a little bit of a lull right now, um, apart from the national preparation. Mm-hmm. But sort of personally, we're um, we're building an app that will connect all of the books in an area um, so that you can access used books. Um, I'm building a webcomic with a friend because I've been trying to learn how to write more um, short stories and this sort of thing, uh, more uh, better. So, um, and she's a really talented artist, so that works very well. Um, I think all of us, uh, anyone around a university, is really lucky that the things we enjoy doing, the problems we enjoy solving, just require a laptop and a keyboard to do. So we're okay. As much as we've all got this extra time something I've been finding difficult and I think a lot of people have is we're now being told about how productive we can be for staying at home um, but there's this kind of overarching sense of worry that the whole of society has 
and that can make it quite hard to focus on it. So I think maybe um, while people are chasing deadlines and, and whatnot, um, something I'm going to try and remind my committee to do a bit more is to kind of sit and <laughs> smell the roses because um, we're being forced to stop and maybe we should just embrace that in some ways where we can yeah. as well. Yeah, we should. Now, there's never been a better time to sit quietly and just the world. If you could deliver an elevator pitch to inspire current Enactus members and maybe people who are thinking about joining, what would it There's be? nothing more valuable than your time, right? It's the only thing that you can't get back. So now that we've got two months of nothing but time, it's the time to produce all of the art, all of the content, all of the businesses and propositions that we possibly can and make them happen. Do all of the preconcept and secondary research that we need to figure out what will work and then create it. There's enough online that we can learn anything. So, and there's enough online that we can produce anything too. So let's do it. So thank you very much for your time, Ben. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this chat. Obviously, it's just been quite a general one, um, but I think it's it's highlighted some of the really cool stuff that you're doing this year. If any of you are interested in joining an Actus, you can do so through the LSU website. If you go to lsu.co.uk slash enterprise and then click on the student groups tab, either at the side if you're on a computer or at the bottom if you're on a phone, you can then click an Actus and you can join there and there's lots of information and different social media links too. Ben, if you'd like to just have a kind of closing statement about Thanks, why people should join Enactus. People should join Enactus because it is one of the places that you can have the most impact while you're still in the university. The things that you build won't be replicable by anyone else because they will depend on your skills. So if you want to develop your skills, an impact, come join Enactus. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, thank you, Ben. Um, and I hope to chat to you again soon. Speak soon. Bye. Thanks.